Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ubaldi Reports. Now, what a night last night down in the Lone Star State. In Houston, Texas, the Republicans held their last debate before the Super Tuesday um, 12 primary vote can, um, happens. And what a night it was. It basically, it came down to just two candidates. It was Donald Trump, the, the, the front runner, and Marco Rubio. Ted Cruz had a showing. He was there, but he was almost like a bystander. And the other two candidates on the stage very got very little play. That's John Kasich, the governor of Ohio, and uh, <clears throat> Ben Carson, the retired neurosurgeon. And for whatever the reason, those two candidates, I don't know if it's by design, just didn't click, haven't really got out there to be more aggressive, to challenge the front runner. Uh, ben Carson just wants to play you know, above board, just be, you know, this is what's going on, doesn't want to enter the mix. And then John Kasich was just like, hey, this is the issues and let's just leave it at that. But that's not what these debates are. You've got to mix it up and you've got to tell people and you've got to be passionate about what you believe in. But last night, it, it the fires flew. This was really the first debate that Donald Trump was um, was really rattled. Marco Rubio, who had a really not a great debate before um, New Hampshire's primary, he looked stiff. He looks scripted. This debate was the, the the polar opposite. He came out firing, and he wasn't scripted, and he really took it to to Donald Trump. Now, again, Ted Cruz, this was his state. He really, I mean, he had some good points, but he really was more of a bystander between the two. The real fire uh, fireworks is between um, Donald Trump and, and and Marco Rubio. So we're just getting into that. The big the big issue of the day was or at least most of the debate, was centered around immigration. Now, just like in the, the Democratic um, race and the Republican race, both parties are not getting an immigration. They're only looking at it from the immigrants here or what do they do once they cross the border. They're not looking at the real cause of immigration. My father was an immigrant from Italy after World War II, and the reason why most immigrants don't come from Europe anymore or very little is because Europe has a stable economy, stable government, and there's no instability in those regions. The reason why people come from Mexico and Latin America, most notably Central America, is because there's no jobs, there's massive amounts of corruption, the gang violence with drug wars is so prevalent in those countries that the only reason to get out of that is to come to the United States. That wasn't discussed. But the real issue was... What's the way forward on immigration? Now, one of the most contentious part of this, former Mexican um, prime minister or president on Tillamundo, Vincente Fox stated, there's no way, and he used some strong language more than I can say on this podcast, that there's no way in heck Mexico will ever pay for that wall. Now, Donald Trump just went at it and mostly criticized, well, who listens to Tillamundo? This wall just got 10 feet higher. Now, the moderators, again, just like in the Democratic debate, they never challenge the candidates on their assumptions, even though I believe it was Wolf Blitzer asked Donald Trump, how are you going to pay for this wall? And Donald Trump never asked the question. He just attacked everybody, attacked Vincente Fox, wants an apology for using that language. This wall just got 10 feet higher. And even after that exchange, we never got to the real reason how is Donald Trump going to make 
Mexico paid for that wall. Now the the cost estimates are in the billions. So it'd be just I'm curious and I think the listeners are curious how is Donald Trump going to make Mexico pay for it? Now that's the same thing that Marco Rubio was hammering Donald Trump on all night. He comes out with these name callings. He's very aggressive. If you challenge him, then he he he, uh, he criticizes you, name calls, tears you apart, but never really addresses the issue. And this was the same thing when it came to um, Obamacare when Donald Trump said he's going to replace it, but he never specifically said what would he do, how would we replace it. Now, before we get into that, immigration again was the top issue. And Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz kind of went at it a little bit, but mainly it was centered around Donald Trump and um, Marco Rubio. And again, Marco Rubio went at it with them about immigration, how he hired illegal um, immigrants from Poland to build his Trump Tower, how he hired illegal immigrants down in Florida. And all Donald Trump responded was, I've hired people, you haven't. That's all he kept saying. I hired. He never denied the issue. Now, fact checkers have looked at it. It was kind of a little bit ambiguous, especially the Polish immigrants up in um, New York. There was a sealed records. Fine was paid. No one knows how much the fine was. But he never really addressed some of those issues about that particular charge and what he would do differently. But we're going to ship him out using the Eisenhower model in the early 1950s. Now, I went to Google and looked up that. One, the operation was called a very derogatory term to Hispanics, but also hundreds died, or at least a little over 100 died shipping them out to, it was only like one to two million, but still hundreds died on these um, rail cars that were just horrible conditions. So I'm not sure that's the way to go. And again, they never addressed the crux of the issue. All sides never did. But Donald Trump was clearly on the defensive. Now, it all depends. I mean, his his supporters, either way, they'll support him no matter what he says or no matter what he does. They like that straight shooting talk. They just don't like the establishment. The question is, did Marco Rubio do enough damage, especially as it relates to um, challenging Donald Trump? But... How does this play off come this Tuesday? Because the Donald Trump supporters, they're going to vote for Donald Trump no matter what. The question is, will these undecided, and there's a great swath of voters who are undecided in these 12 states, could they break for Marco Rubio instead of Donald Trump? I, think, I believe that Ted Cruz has reached his ceiling. He's not really the most popular among his own party. He's, he, he probably just reached the ceiling when it comes to the evangelicals. These are the religious-minded voters or value-issued voters. So he hasn't been able to expand beyond that. So we'll have to see come Tuesday. But the real question is, did Marco Rubio, for the first time, really go at it? And he knew his issues, but did he go do enough damage to Donald Trump? And just to let my listeners know, I have not endorsed anybody, nor will I endorse anybody. I think that when the media does, it taints them as being partisan. So I'm just giving a broad brush approach to what I think, who did what, who didn't do what, who answered the questions, and who didn't answer the question. And to this point, no one's fully vetted the question about why don't we help Mexico clean up its mess? I mean, that's people could say, why do we help Mexico? Well, 
that creates that was the same issue we could have said after World War II. Why do we care about Europe? And look what we did by helping Europe and helped the United States and helped grow our economy to an astronomical level. So these are some of the things that we need to look at. Now, Marco Rubio, again, really went at Donald Trump as it relates to his business dealings. He talked about his four bankruptcies. He had the probably the, the best zinger of the night saying, Donald Trump, if it wasn't for your $200 million inheritance, you would be selling watches in Manhattan. So, But it really got to Donald Trump. Now, the one thing I think Marco Rubio could have expanded on, and nobody's really answered this question, and I know for a fact that Democrats are going to do this, because if you're running for this this office, you would do the same thing. Why haven't they looked up those small business owners that service the Trump Corporation? So when Donald Trump went uh, filed bankruptcy those four times on his personal, I mean, excuse me, on his business dealings, not his personal wealth, his business dealings, how many of those small businesses went bankrupt themselves and were unable to hang on because they don't have the lawyers, they don't have the accountants that Donald Trump has, and they didn't have the wealth that Donald Trump has. Many times small businesses sometimes will commingle their personal and business accounts. So they're not going to have the hundreds, you know, the millions of dollars to hang on for two years until they settle up everything. So that was probably the, the, the attack they should have gone, but that didn't happen. But his business dealings became an issue. Also, not releasing his taxes. Marco Rubio said, I'll release them by this weekend. Donald Trump said, I can't. They're in audit. But fact checkers have said you can release your taxes even though you're being audited. You just got to fill out this one form. So that was kind of not correct statement by Donald Trump. But his business dealing is going to be an issue. But the big question in this whole debate is Donald Trump never came out with specifics. Now, someone said there's a reason behind that. If he's the, the Republican nominee, he doesn't have he can dance around and not say he wasn't specific. He hasn't been pinned down. But I think today Americans would want all the candidates, not just Donald Trump, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, or Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton, they need to be more specific of what they would do, how they would fix the economy, how they would solve the national debt, and what is their vision for foreign policy. It also tends, when we look at foreign policy, no one was asked, what's your vision beyond, I would use the military or I wouldn't. So we, I think we need to evolve beyond use of the military, and it shouldn't be a, um, the first option, like some would, like I take a Ted Cruz or Donald Trump would say, but even from the, the Democratic side, what's the vision from a Bernie Sanders or um, Hillary Clinton? Are they going to be engaged? U.S. going to be engaged abroad or are we going to disengage? So, And both of them have ramifications because we've seen the disengagement of foreign policy by the United States. And we're seeing where the United States is kind of hanging in the background. And we're seeing the problems in the Middle East, Russia, China. So there are some problems out there. The other issue that was brought up was Obamacare. Donald Trump talked about he wants to repeal and replace Obamacare, but never specifically said what. He did make he did say expand more um, insurance insurance companies in various states, cross lines and all that stuff. But the problem is that's only a very small aspect of it. How would he drive down cost? How would we deal with um, pre-existing conditions? How would we cover everybody? Healthcare is a very 
expansive and um, complicated matter. But we're seeing with the passage of Obamacare that costs have skyrocketed. You're seeing insurance exchanges, co-ops across the country collapsing. And it's going to increase the deficit. The Congressional Budget Office, the nonpartisan group, said it would increase the deficit in the coming years. So how would we address this? And Donald Trump never really had an answer to that. So these are some of the things that we need an answer. We can't wait until uh, January 2017 when um, the new president takes office. We need these answers now. Otherwise, we're going to reap what we sow. So these are some of the things that we, um, we need to have. And again, when they talked about they were pressed on the national debt, Donald Trump mentioned some of the agencies that he would um, – Eliminate, and they were like the Department of, um, you know, the, the, the Republicans' favorite one is the IRS and some other ones, Department of edu, edu, um, Education. And I think it was Wolf Blitzer said, well, these only add up to $80 billion. How We're at $19 trillion and getting bigger. What other agency would eliminate? So we talked about waste, fraud, and abuse. And we really didn't get more substance except just more rhetoric or if you challenged him, then he, he kind of went at it with the um, the moderators. So we just need candidates who are should be asked. The moderators should be asked these questions. Whether I agree with them or not, it's immaterial. They have the right. That's their job to really toughen up these candidates because how are these candidates deal with, as Donald Trump had always said, with Vladimir Putin, with um, Khomeini of um, Iran and some of these other despot dictators across the world. So – we need to get these candidates toughened up, but we need vision from these candidates. And there's other issues that weren't talked about. Student loan debt wasn't talked about. They did talk about the economy, but more of in a broad sense. And ever since these debates started, they never talked about small business. As a small business owner, it is very difficult to get established. What would these candidates do about small business? Now, two of the biggest areas a couple of the areas that small businesses are complaining about is Obamacare, the mandates from that, Dodd-Frank, so they can't get the capital they need, all the regulatory issues that are affecting small business. I have a friend of mine in the transportation industry. He says it's all the high fuel mileage that's added into the trucking um, new trucks. All these engines to meet the fuel uh, fuel requirements is costing companies more and more money because they're, they're very tough to maintain and it costs a lot to maintain. Well, the major corporations can absorb that cost in the short term because they know all this stuff is going to force the small independent trucking companies out of business, and that's what's happening today. So I would like to know how are these comp- com- um, candidates going to help small business and what would they do? As we talk with trade, Donald Trump talks about, and I know it seems like I'm picking on Donald Trump, but he is the front runner. Everybody's trying to equal, and that's what I would ask all the other candidates. He mentioned the um, currency devaluation by China and some of the trade issues. But some of the issues that that he's proposing would ignite a trade war. I'm not saying China is doing great things, but some of the policies that he's trying to push would ignite a trade war. And people need to remember Smoot Hartley, the the tariff bill that passed in the early days of the Great Depression. That's that's the main driver that sent um, and exacerbated the Great Depression and sent into a worldwide depression. 
we put high tariffs on all goods coming into the United States. So did everybody else. And we see what happened. A global, a global depression that was only offsetted by World War II. So we got to be careful. We need to challenge these candidates again. I know it seems like I'm repeating myself, but they need to challenge these candidates. And again, finally, it's foreign policy. What's going on overseas has a great effect of what happens here. The trade issue, that the trade pact, the Trans, Trans-Pacific Partnership, like in Florida, that's almost 25% of all exports go to these countries. In Washington State, where my brother lives, about 55% of all exports go to these countries. California, where I came from, they're up into the 50s. So we need to look at these issues and really have a vision where we want to go because the next president is going to have huge issues to deal with on the domestic side, jumpstarting this global economy or jumpstarting the U.S. economy. And then on the foreign policy side, what's their vision for the Middle East? I've been asked this numerous times, and none of the candidates have a vision. Do they want us to engage? If we want us to engage, how do you want to do that? Or do you want us to disengage? And what's the reason why that? And explain to the American people how foreign affairs affects what happens here. So again, I hope I answered some of these questions. This is just my analysis, what I thought of the debates. All I ask people is vote, understand what's going on, challenge your candidates, really read what your candidates believe and not what they say on the campaign trail because we can't go another four years and then find out, well, I didn't know that. Well, this is what we need to challenge these and we need to be better informed of what's going on. But if you get a chance, I'll keep doing these. Um, I'll do another one right after the um, um, the, the primary in, on Tuesday. Keep listening to Ubaldi Report and let me know what you think. Go to Ubaldi Reports. Check out my website. Um, go to Twitter. Go to iTunes and Stitcher. Sign up. It's free. Let me know what you think of these podcasts. We'll continue to do that. If you get a chance, I authored a book. It's a bestseller on Amazon called The New Business Brigade, Why Businesses Need to Hire Veterans in the Untapped Resource They Represent. My goal is to get it on the New York Times bestseller list. So keep continuing to listen to Ubaldi Reports. Let me know what you think, and thanks a lot. Keep informed, and make sure you vote. All right, thanks for listening to the Ubaldi Reports, and keep listening.